When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What You Need to Know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. Just the 90 minutes from wherever you are. We broke on time, by the way. Let the nice record job. show. Really nice job. Yeah. Go ahead, Lynn. Perfect timing. All right. So while the hot stove in baseball hasn't really started heating up yet. Yeah, warm been, stove at yeah, the moment. Warm yeah. stove. But yeah. there's been some news about Shohei Otani over the past couple of days. And this little nugget came out today mm. that uh, Shohei Otani reportedly plans to make secret free agent visits. And Ooh, if the like visits this. between Otani and a team are reported publicly, it will be held against the team. So, you wow. know, they're, they're I like things that. small and tight. I like that, Cappy. Do you like that? I love not, that. Not really. What? Oh, you because you want the salaciousness of it. Right. Like like okay, think about but it. Don't this you way. want it to get out now so a team can be held it can be held against the team? Okay, now the me, rumors are gonna start to fly. Yeah. Okay, let me let me throw this by you. You ready? Yeah. Let's say Otani meets with the Dodgers. Oh, because here's what I would do. I may come on the air tomorrow and be like, I heard Otani was in the gas lamp yesterday with uh, the Padres. Nobody will believe that. <laughs> no, nobody will believe there that. There you go. Nobody's going to buy it. What's the name of that the steakhouse right there in the gas lamp? What's the name uh, of that? Lou and Mickey's? Yeah, Lou and Mickey's. Yeah, he yeah. was at Lou and Mickey's. There you go. Yeah, the only problem is nobody's going to believe that because the Padres are no longer players. They had their shot. They spent their money. They're done. Um, but let me pose it to you this way. Let, let's say that all of a sudden Otani meets with the Dodgers and he has told everybody, hey, if this gets out publicly... I will hold this against you. And let's say ultimately Otani decides he doesn't want to sign with the Dodgers because he's penalizing them mm-hmm. because it got out that he met with the Dodgers. Right. Then what would you think? Then I'd be like, you know what? Loose lips sink ships. Okay. All right. It it, it would be it would be wild if that if he does hold that mm-hmm. to the chest, right? And like just be like, nope, you let it out, you're out. Okay, Dodgers. You let it out, you're done. I'm going yeah. to the Mariners. Don't. I'm going to the Giants. And, I'm going and to the Cubs. Gonna, and if you're going to let it out, Dodgers, it, you better just, like, if you're going to give anybody the scoop, just give it to our guy Blake Harris for his substack. He's doing the Lord's work, or at least that's what I've heard. I, yeah, he is, actually. That is what you need to know. Brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. Less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. When uh, when does the hot stove officially kick off? One of those winter meetings in Nashville, Lynn. Uh, they're uh, the Monday after the Browns game, so that's the... <laughs> I love that. December 4th. And the only reason I know that is because a bunch yeah. of my friends that are coming out here to cover the Browns yeah. game are okay. then going. I, I was just going to say, I don't know on the calendar when the Browns okay, game so is. Okay, so I'm just saying. Sunday, December 3rd. Jason Lloyd, who is a very good friend of mine who uh, works for The Athletic and is based out of Cleveland, he said that he's not sticking around because he's got to, you know, he's got to huff it to the uh, winter meetings the next day. So oh, that's the 4th. The 4th. So, yeah, I'm glad that you said December 4th because, right. I again, I didn't know when the Browns game was. I knew. I, I knew, Lynn's. Yeah. I did. Yeah. Sunday. December 3rd. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So anyway. I got back to back Browns game. Sunday, December 3rd, and then in Cleveland, Sunday, December 10th against Jacksonville. That could be a really big game. I, I mean, I, they're I, both going to be really big games. I want to see if a team, if, if it gets reported, if Otani, that week, if Otani gets, gets like. I was going to say, team. don't you, like, if you're, if you're the Dodgers or a team that really wants them, aren't you going to, like, plant somebody to, to do just that? I mean, that's just it, is that how would Otani know? 
Right. Oh, because it'd, it'd probably be one of those things like, you know, like the police do. They, they withhold information during an investigation because they want to know, like, did this person really do it? So that's what's going to happen, I bet. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> um, anyway, Cappy. Yes, sir. Let's do this Raiders conversation first. We can get to UCLA and USC afterwards. Because I do feel like you and I may still be right about Chip Kelly when all the UCLA Bruins fans came at us a couple days ago last week. And then the Bruin report uh, online, the bro, had the report that he would be out. And, you know, Martin Jarman's saying no, and Casey Wasserman is saying no. Uh, John Ireland's reporting exclusively on this station earlier that uh, Chip Kelly was at Hennessy's, where you and I and Lindsay once had oh, yeah, uh, a I meal like Hennessy's. in Manhattan yeah. Beach mm-hmm. I like celebrating. Hennessy's. Yeah. Um, so we'll get to that in a sec. But let me explain this to the Raider fans right now. Oh, God. So I went out there, and I did truly believe the Dolphins were going to whoop your ass and cover what I call, what I bet with JT, which was 12, and then later 13 and a half on, my pick seg- on our pick segment here with my pick. And by the way, the Raiders' defense is good. I've said that all year. I like Antonio Pierce. But let's not act like this game was ever really in doubt at any point. Like, did you watch that game thinking the Raiders were going to win at some point? Um, There was a time where they were down by a score and they had the ball and there was plenty of time on the clock. And I don't recall if they turned it over, if if there was a pick. I I don't remember the exact detail because I had like four games on at the same time. But yeah, there was a there was a time where I thought, you know what, the Raiders are not out of this thing, and so it's still I mean, only not a one score game. Is not winning though, like that's not the same part of the equation, right? But but the reason that Raider fans came after you yesterday is not because you said, hey, you know, I think the Dolphins are going to win. I'm going to pick the Dolphins to cover. On multiple occasions, several days last week, you very confidently, some would even argue arrogantly, I did, said that the Raiders were going to get destroyed. They were going to get ham slammed. I don't you know? know if I actually used the phrase "ham slammed." I think you said "motorboated." No, that was more, that's <laughs> that was more you. your phrase. Well, yeah. it's the same thing. Destroyed you know? though. Destroyed. Okay. Yes. In fact, if I went back to the audio, if I if I were to go back today, yeah. and find what you said yeah. last week, yeah. there's probably at least three different occasions where you were like super confident, super that that the Raiders were going to get destroyed. That was the worst offensive performance, arguably, the Dolphins have had this year in regards to turnovers in a game. And the Raiders still couldn't capitalize. Like, I thought they were going to come out of the bye and be the team that's averaged 44 points a game in their home games. And I didn't think they'd get 44 against the Raiders' defense, but I thought they'd win comfortably because I know the Dolphins' defense is also good. So I thought it'd probably be like 30-13 to as opposed to 20-13. to And, you know, there was a couple of things that didn't go their way. Like, right out of the gate, there was a fumble by Mayer that they said he didn't have possession and it was a scoop and score going the other way. That's 7 nothing on the first drive that gets taken off the board. And I'm like, all right, it's it, that's going to be one that might come back to bite me later, right? On that play alone, I already said it. But at this point, I'd already leaned in. But I'll say this, Cappy. I was definitely wrong about them covering the two-touchdown spread. Okay, mark that tape. However, the way Raider fans were coming at me, like they won the Super Bowl yesterday. Okay, <laughs> I don't know. Come on, like, man. Like they let's. How about this? Like they actually won a regular season game for God's sake. Okay, I know that it's been a rough go, and I I already have the Raider fans coming at me. Like Omar's already like, well, when was the last time the Dolphins did anything? Oh no, the Dolphins in the last decade have been just as inept as the Raiders. 
Except now they are not as inept as the Raiders. I said this that day too, despite saying I, they were just they were going to get destroyed. I said the Dolphins are good and the Raiders are not. Well, let's let's go to the audio tape because I think the reason that so many Raider fans in the circle of trust came after you was not because the Raiders won. Or, or, or that they were celebrating a no, seven-point loss. No, they were mad that I said they were going to get destroyed, and they didn't get destroyed. Right. They were, they were happy that at least the Raiders covered, proving you wrong. That's all they were happy right. about. But here's the thing. You still lost. Fair point. The Very Raiders good. are not a good team. They're not. They're not a good team. They're a good team? I'm asking you. The Raiders? You're asking me if the Raiders are a good team? Yeah. It's hard to be a good team when you have a rookie quarterback who's a fifth-round draft choice and you've gone through a coaching change in the middle of right. the season. They're not a good team. No. They're, they're, but here's what they are. They're better than the Chargers, which, by the way, I'll get to that later. But, but George, go back to the audio tape of last week. I still don't week. know if they're better than the Chargers. Well, their record sure I still sure think is. they're the worst team in the division. Oh, I don't think so. Oh, I think the Broncos are better than them right now. Oh, by the, the way, Broncos. are you going to do your mea culpas to Sean Payton? Oh, absolutely, 100%. I'll show you how it's done. I'm happy to do it. Okay, but let me finish on the Raiders. Well, let me, I want you to go to the audio tape. I want you to understand why people are upset at you. Go ahead. All right, play, Laura, what part do you want to play of George from last week? I think you want the short version. So we're All right, go the that. short version. Go ahead. After I said yesterday would be my five, the line jumped one and a half points. I moved the line yesterday. He moved I the did. line. Like I Cap used to move the lines back in the 80s. Different, yeah, kinds. different <laughs> kinds of lines. Squish the fish. I am not wavering in my position. There you go. The Very Raiders good. are not a good team. The Dolphins are not a great team, but they're a good team. All right. See, I'm not wavering in my position. I'm so not. when the Raider, fan, the Raider fans, all they cared about was making sure the Raiders covered. And when the Raiders covered, they came after you yesterday. Right. And then and then you rather than going, "Hey guys, I was wrong. They didn't cover." But hey but guys, I did say that. they didn't win the game. I did say that. I thought you were going to burn down the entire circle of trust yesterday. I was saying that exactly what I said. I said, "Yeah, I was wrong, but they still lost. Like you're celebrating a loss." What kind of what happened to commitment to excellence? It's not commitment to mediocrity. It's not commitment to covering. It's not commitment to being gutless, which is what you're acting like. You're celebrating losses now. Is this what's transpired to one of the great fan bases in all of sports? Not just the National Football League, Cappy, but one of the great fan bases in all of sports. This is where they've stooped to. Oh, we covered. You should eat it, Sedano. Yeah, I did eat it. I picked them as my f- or against them as my five. I gotta eat that. You know what else I gotta eat? I gotta watch JT the Brick eat one of my steaks. You know what else I gotta do? I gotta somehow find a way to come back because Lindsay's still leading this damn picks against the spread thing. Come on, really? I didn't. I didn't take over the first place this past weekend. Okay, I no. Come on. I got to do all those things. But you know what I don't have to do? What's that? Is sit here and say, oh, my team is still good even though they lost. Raider fans, Raider fans, come on now. Okay. You you know last week. It is not commitment to mediocrity or commitment to covering. It is commitment to excellence. Commitment to covering. Commitment to covering is awesome, and that should be a (laughs) t-shirt. That's a great great line. That is not the saying. That's not the slogan. That's not the motto. That's not what Al Davis, okay, wanted you to believe. He wanted you to believe in commitment to excellence. And you know what? This team is not excellent. It hasn't been excellent in a really long time, okay? but, But you were so sure 
that Miami would easily cover the 12 points, and you, you doubled down the next day, and you tripled down the next day, and it got to a point where I don't even think the Raider fans cared if they won or lost. They just wanted to see you not be able to have the Dolphins cover that spread. And then when the Raiders did cover the spread, everybody came looking for you on Twitter, and there you were, ready to fight it out with everybody. I was telling people last night, George, hey, be careful. You better be careful. You go at them too hard, you may get that one-way flight on spirit to you know where. Straight to hell. I gotta, I gotta try and talk these people down. But that's that's what it's gonna be now. That's what that'll be the new slogan when we talk about the Raiders. Oh, commitment to covering. You hear that, Raider fan? That'll be it. The rest you of the that? season. Yeah. You hear that? Commitment to covering. My man said no Al problem, Davis twelve points, was, thirteen and a half. He moved the line. He said I did he move the line. the line. I moved the line. A point and a half. This guy says he moved the line. And he still he said I'll still take the Raiders no problem because the Raiders are no good. No, I take dolphins the Dolphins are, are yeah. good, yeah. right? And and you know what? And I'll take the Dolphins to still cover because the Raiders are no good. And then you guys came after him yesterday, and it turned into a fight. Yeah, and you know who's going to the playoffs? The Dolphins. You know who's not? The Raiders. The Very Raiders good. are not a good team. They're not. And by the way, a real Raider fan would admit that because Al Davis, may he rest in peace was rolling over in his grave reading your tweets in the Sedona and Cap Circle of Trust yesterday. I don't know. We'll find out tomorrow when I JT mean, the ghost up. of Al Davis absolutely needs a Twitter account in the Sedona and Cap Circle of Trust, and I bet you that it, when he does appear in the Sedona and Cap Circle of Trust, he will admit that he was rolling over in his grave. Well, I don't know. Tomorrow, the voice of the Raider Nation, when JT stops well, by. wait. He's actually going to be on Wednesday this week. Want to know why? Because he's filling in for Mad Dog today and tomorrow. Oh, oh really? wow. Yeah, so he's on Wednesday. Now, wait, George isn't on the show on, on well, Wednesday, Well, that's what right? he told me when I texted him for a uh, weekly we, we, you know, confirmation. He said, okay. I'm filling in on Mad Dog today and tomorrow. So, yeah. All right. Well, maybe I'll just call in on Wednesday. Yeah, I'd like to have yeah. the two of you, you yeah. know, talk this out. Right, you know? but it's got to be early in the show then. Okay. Because I've got a game. Okay. Um. So anyway, in the interim. Raider fans, all I'll tell you is this. Be careful. The more you go at George, the more likely two things will happen. Oh, I love to fight, so that's that's, that's that. Either A, you get the one-way ticket to you-know-where, or B, if he don't like, he he may ban you from the circle of trust. You got to be careful. You got to be careful. Here's Vic. Vic C. George, I'm a fan of the show, but basically said it was going to be a beatdown. You and all my Cuban cousins are the same. (laughs) <laughs> you try to get Never extra wrong. loud and you will yeah. argue until you turn purple. That's right. true. And you die on hills. Don't forget, Raider fans butter your bread. Ah, joke's on you. I don't eat bread very much anymore. How about your muffin? Do they butter your muffin? No, I don't do muffins either. No? Yeah. A little English muffin occasionally, but I put some olive oil on it, actually. How about a little hot, little hot butter on your breakfast toast to rock it out, baby bubba? No? <laughs> so anyway, commitment to covering. I got it. Okay, cool. Commitment Moving forward, that's like what it. we'll do. I like it. Yeah. All right. Coming up next, is the wrong coach on the hot seat in Southern California college football? We'll get to that next. All right. But first, let me remind everybody that this Thursday, I want everybody to have a terrific Thanksgiving. Now, if you don't have plans for Thanksgiving, or maybe, you know, like a lot of people, you may celebrate it on a Friday instead because family's not in town or people are moving around. Why don't you guys come out to Yamava? Have you thought about this? Like, what are your plans on Thursday? Because on Thursday, Lindsay Baseball will be in the house. She's giving away $1,000 during, you know, NFL games on Thursday. And you've heard by now, because we talked about it last week when we were at Yamava, they're giving away Dallas Cowboy tickets to Jerry World and flights to Jerry World because the Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders are going to be at Yamava 
this upcoming Thursday for Thanksgiving. Now, you might be thinking to yourself, well, how can they be in Dallas and still be in Yamaha? I don't know the exact story. All I know is that there's going to be Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders. They're giving away Cowboy tickets, and they're giving away flights. If you're a Cowboys fan, if you've never been to Jerry World, you need to come spend your Thanksgiving at the 909, the greatest sports bar on the planet, out at Yamava Resort and Casino. Lindsay's giving away $1,000. Happy Thanksgiving from Yamava, and we'll see you Thursday, Thanksgiving, at Yamava at the 909. Cappy, I got one more for you. Shout out to Jesus Cortez. Not just commitment to covering, but just cover, baby. Yeah. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We do have caller number seven, Corin Bussington from Los Angeles. Corin, congratulations. Uh, thank you. Thank you. So here's the deal. You automatically win two tickets to a game at SoFi, okay? And then yeah. all you got to do now is you give us the two teams that will be in the Super Bowl and – the score for each team, and if you nail the two teams and the exact score, Cappy's showing up to your door with a suitcase full of cash. Yeah, and a big check, too, so we can take a picture. Cool, I love it. Uh, I'm going to go with Baltimore and Detroit, and the score will be Baltimore 28, Detroit 7. 28 to 7, Ravens over the Lions, Corn Bussington in Los Angeles. We got you, man. All right, congratulations on the tickets. Good luck on the contest. We're going to put you on hold, man. Thanks for listening. All right, thank you. You got it. There he is. That's a good one, Cappy. That's interesting. Yeah, going out on a little bit of a limb there. Baltimore, Detroit. That's what Uh, I thought the Dolphins were going to do, the Raiders. But I actually think Detroit is a much more high-scoring team than seven points. Come on, seven points in the Super Bowl. Come on, Corn. But I like I like it. It's gutsy. Yeah. It's not like everybody else. Oh, I'm just going to take San Francisco and Kansas City. By the way, yeah. Philadelphia and Kansas City, Monday Night Football has just kicked off. Kansas City got the ball first, three and out, and uh, with 13.30 to go in the first quarter already, Philadelphia's got their offense on the field. And, George, it looks like a cold, rainy, very wet, what is probably going to be sloppy and muddy game tonight. I'm glad when I played my prize picks, I played under, less than, on Patrick Mahomes and his passing yards tonight. There you go, Cappy. Good job. Yeah, thank We'll you. see if that works itself out. What mm-hmm. was the number on that? I think it was like 280. Oh, that's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of like that, too. Now watch. All of a sudden, he goes nuts. Like, I know, right? This will be the night where he loses his mind. Yeah. Uh, so all the commitment to covering uh, memes are in the Sedano and Cap Circle of Trust. As I mentioned, Just Cover Baby uh, is now in there. Um, you know, And maybe someone will create, like there's a Lindsay's GPS account. Um, you know, Pepe's Llama. 
There's a mm-hmm. lot of different accounts in the Sedano and Cap circle of trust. Perhaps, uh, you know, Al Davis from the grave will be in there somewhere at some point. All Raider fans wanted to hear you say was, I was wrong. I already said it. I, I said it did. yesterday on Twitter. I don't know. I didn't see that. I did. Well, I just didn't see it. Okay, well, it's there. Doesn't mean I didn't. Doesn't mean you didn't say it. Just it's, means I didn't say it. It's see in it. print. Okay. So there you have it. Mm-hmm. Um, now let's talk about USC and UCLA. Now you last week, you and I both, mm-hmm. we kind of went into like an impromptu defense of Chip Kelly. Just want to say one thing. My defense of Chip Kelly was simply about this. Tell me how you're going to find a coach that has better credentials and is going to be able to take UCLA to new heights. Like, I, I personally, I'm more into consistency than I am into kind of keeping on going for home run shots. I'd rather just go with consistency and let something build. So for me, I just think that it's gonna be, you're going to be hard-pressed to find a name that you're going to impress me with and go, hey, how about this guy? Okay, is he coming to UCLA? Does, is, is the UCLA job so attractive that everybody wants no. it? And especially moving into this new conference. I think it's a less attractive job as a result. I I will say this, though, okay? And, again, college football is more fluid these days where things change year to year more so than ever before because of the portal. But UCLA's defense is Big Ten ready 100%. This year's version of it is. Right. But I'm saying if they can keep most of that intact, um, then that part of the equation is ready. And lo and behold, if you would have ever told me that UCLA's offense would be a problem with Chip Kelly. I would have said, you know, a couple, you know, last year or two years ago, I would have said you're nuts. But here's the thing: when you, I did a deeper dive. Okay, how deep did you go? I went pretty, you know, I don't know, more than surface level. Really? I mean, was this like a free dive, like where you had to hold your breath and go deep? Yeah, and you could yeah, yeah. Like yeah, two, yeah I didn't minutes? bring the scuba gear for this one. Okay, no scuba. But I mean, if you really just start watching back some of these UCLA games, mm-hmm. I mean, they played three quarterbacks this year because of, in some case, most cases due to injury. You know what I mean? Like, so they had. No consistency at the quarterback this year. The kid wasn't ready. He threw a bunch of pick sixes. Mm-hmm. And although games. he did look good in some stints, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? But he's still an 18-year-old kid. So I – and the rest – the other quarterbacks are not that good, if we're being honest. Um, not, like, good enough to win the, the Pac-12 good, you know? Like, they're they're serviceable. But – I'll tell you what, Ethan Garbers feels pretty good about yeah, himself right no, now. He they're did this past touchdowns. Yeah, yeah, this past weekend. But he's, you know, he's an above-average quarterback in college is what I would say. Um, so – yeah, the Arizona State loss was terrible, but you and I went, went about that schedule. All the other ones are not, I mean, either you were underdog, and the Arizona one to me was a toss-up. So, like, other than Arizona State, like, one bad loss, that's it, you're out after two winning seasons, and it's gonna pro- and it's now going to be three straight winning seasons, which, as we talked about, has only been done twice in the last 50 years prior to Chip Kelly at UCLA. Again, going back to defending Chip Kelly, here's the deal. It's a question mark of, A, who are you going to find that's better? Who are you going right. to find that's a bigger name or or who has a system in place that, that you can take this roster and transform it as it goes into a new conference? By the way, is there a greater level from UCLA of commitment when it comes to NIL money? Um, are you all of a sudden going to become a recruiting powerhouse? I don't think that's happening. So for me, my biggest concern, or at least my biggest defense for Chip Kelly is, hey, UCLA fan who wants Chip Kelly fired. Your expectations of your program, at least currently, completely unrealistic. Yeah. Completely unrealistic. Mm -hmm. See, USC, the expectations they had this year, George, 
is because of the total transformation from a year ago when you win 11 games and you have a Heisman Trophy winning quarterback, yeah. and now he's plastered all over every commercial, yeah. and he's the automatic, you know, de facto number one overall pick. That's why you had out of whack expectations if you're USC. Correct. UCLA shouldn't have those expectations. Correct. And he- let me get to USC, the USC portion of this, okay? They quit on Lincoln Riley yesterday, or Saturday, okay? They quit on him. Did you watch the game? Because I did. They quit on him. I did, but when you say you quit, they quit Dude, on him. They stopped. They were legit. Uh, John Ireland brought this up too. I'm glad I wasn't the only one that noticed that. There were balls on the ground, and like, there's like five UCLA guys diving for it, and USC guys just kind of looking, like, oh, there's the ball. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know, man. Like, I it looked like to me a team that quit. Did Caleb Williams look like he quit? He was actually still playing out there. He threw for 380 yards or whatever the hell he threw for. Right, but he wasn't great. And they couldn't run the ball is the That's problem. That's true. There's, there's no doubt. Their, their run game, do you know that as a team, USC ran for a total of three yards in the game. Now, No, I know. Be, I had them at four and then they I, yeah. late in the fourth quarter and then they lost another yard. It, it, it's, it's a little misleading only because Caleb Williams for the day was minus 20 in rushing yards. Right. But even still, uh, Marshawn Lloyd was their leading rusher at 17 yards right. in the game. But USC was down, so they had no choice but to throw the ball. The running game was out. No, but in late. college you could still run it, even though you're. I mean, you're down. 14, Unless you can't. You well, you're down fourteen ten at the half. Okay, like it, it got away from them in the third quarter. Yep. But it was early enough where you still could have run the ball. Let's be honest, though. Okay. Like they are not they as in USC have not been good against any physical team. Okay. Utah smacked them how many times in a row? Three times in a row. UCLA's defense is very physical, as we mm-hmm. know, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, Are- the number of sacks that they got on Caleb Williams, you know, for all the talk about his, you know, quick release and his ability to escape. I mean, listen, Caleb Williams looked like a guy. He didn't look like far and above better than everybody else. He didn't look like the next Patrick Mahomes. He looked like a college football quarterback. So they get smacked by the physical teams, okay? And Notre Dame, by the way, also included in that Destroyed conversation. Them. Yeah, mm-hmm. in that conversation. Mm-hmm. But we should have saw this coming a little bit, okay? When, you know, and maybe it wasn't at Arizona State, although that one was like, oh, 42 to 28, huh? Eh, whatever, their defense is not that good. No, no big deal. But that Colorado game, right? When Colorado came back, mm-hmm. and look, we at that point knew Colorado was not a good good team like we thought okay maybe at best they are about a 500-ish team at best I don't know if I was thinking that back then okay but most sane people were I don't know about that I think most of us got caught up in the whole coach prime drink I, I think mean, I was drinking the I juice. mean I, I've always felt like if they got seven wins coach prime should win every award in the world okay mm-hmm. so and they're not they're four and seven actually at this point so that that the way that game ended was to me a red flag. Mm-hmm. Okay, and we discussed that promptly yep. at the time. Mm-hmm. And then they had that insane triple overtime game against Arizona. Mm-hmm. And remember that day, I was because everybody that day was talking about deservedly so Mario Cristobal not kneeling. And I said to you, except Lincoln Riley was literally trying to say hold my beer because he did everything wrong down the stretch in that game, multiple plays in a row that were things that were mind-boggling, right? That he would have, I don't think he's ever done. Like, I don't think I've ever seen him make those poor decisions back to back to back to back towards the end of that game where they ended up missing the field goal at the end. Right, and they had to go into overtime. I think it was triple overtime when Caleb Williams made that really amazing play. Right, right. So that right there, those two games should have been the precursor to us being like, hmm. How about the Cal game? How about when they gave up 49 points to Cal? Well, 
at that point, they had already been blown out by Notre Dame and, and Utah. Well, they had blown out by Utah, but they lost to Utah. So, but you're right. That was another sign where it's like, whoa, what is happening here? Like, Cal is not this good to be putting up seven touchdowns. You know what I mean? Like, like what the hell is up here? And that's it. Like, that. so that stretch that I told, that we talked about at the beginning of the season, right? Mm-hmm. Five out of six, Notre Dame. Utah, Washington, Oregon, UCLA. And I said, and you thought I was crazy, that I said the, UC, the Pac-12 did them no favors at the end of the season. And you didn't, you didn't buy it. And look, maybe it is a conspiracy theory still. But those games still ended up being really damn hard. That's for sure. They lost pretty much every single one of them. Yeah, um, because their season was spiraling at that point. So, I mean, conspiracy to, to see USC fail, uh, the conference setting them up They were 6-0 going into Notre Dame. Yeah, but as you said, you know, you, you kind of look back and you maybe could have seen a few things coming that you thought maybe they're not really as good as, as their record looks. But we were listen, we were all so caught up in it. Lincoln Riley, the way he came from Oklahoma, the way he immediately transformed USC, Caleb Williams winning the Heisman Trophy, them getting to 6-0, we were all buying it. Yeah, I wasn't buying a national championship this year. But I'll tell you, George, I'll I'll tell you this. I'm trying to figure this out, and I don't know if it's been reported anywhere, and I'm going to have to dig it up. Dig it. But if Jimbo Fisher was fired by Texas A&M and there was a $75 million buyout, and if Lincoln Riley is making somewhere in the neighborhood of like $10 million to be the coach at USC. 11, I believe. What is the buyout? And here's why I asked. 22 is gone, and it was $110 million. Hundred and ten million dollar contract. So that would mean uh hundred and ten is not eighty eight million is left. Can you imagine if next year, just hypothetically think with me? Right, for so a there second. would then be seventy seven left. But could you imagine, guys, that if USC next year has this kind of a season and they go into this new conference and they're not competitive yet, and it's gonna take years and it's gonna take a transformation in roster and philosophy and everything else, right? Because Lincoln Riley comes from the pass happy finesse world. That's who, that's what he is as an offensive coach. Okay, you're going to have to be more physical on both sides of the ball to go into the Big Ten. What if next year it's another crappy season like this, and and people go, you know what, this Lincoln Riley thing seemed great at the beginning. It was super shiny. It was fun. Um, three years into it, it's a disaster. Could you be looking at a seventy million dollar buyout to finally fire him? I'm, and I I'm mean, just saying, I, that- I, I I think that if they have another season like this next year. It's at least he, then he's on the hot seat. I don't think he's actually on the hot seat. I don't think he's on the hot seat right now because of the money, and I don't think he's on the hot seat right now because of the time. It's and only been it's two only years. one. Yeah, it's yeah, one it's season. Only, that it's he's only had. been two years. That's disappointing. Right. But but I will just say this: uh, Lincoln Riley, year one honeymoon, it was awesome. Year two trash, mm-hmm. and uh, you got a lot of work to do to fix this thing. And here's the problem. And I know they mentioned it during the game broadcast. Right now, USC is ranked 24th in terms of their recruiting class. Mm-hmm. So for all the talk about the NIL and how the big market teams like USC and Miami would be able to recruit and pay guys because they're in the big cities, we're two years into Cristobal and we're two years into Riley, and I'm not seeing that yet. Oh, no, they're getting guys via NIL. That's not the question. It's just a matter of the results not being there. Are they getting guys via NIL, or are they getting guys in the transfer portal, and are they getting guys simply because they have money to give them? I don't know the answer. Uh, I guess we'll have to wait and see. Like, everybody's built. I don't think that – I think last year did Lincoln Riley, if anything, a disservice in a lot of ways um, because we saw the flaws last year in that defense, and that's not a one-year fix, in my opinion. 
Yeah, I don't think it's a fix by in the transfer portal either. I really don't. I just don't think that you go find five, six, seven new starters and go, hey, we got this guy well, from Georgia I, I don't and dis- we got this guy I don't guy agree with that. You have, to fi- you have to have an identity on on both sides of the ball. And I think that, look, you, you asked about Miami. Miami's defense is good, like legit good. It's their offense that stinks because their quarterback has turned into Chuck Knobloch during the season and just started throwing interceptions everywhere. Yeah. Um, but – they like they have an identity. They want to control the lines of scrimmage on both sides of the ball. And USC has an identity on offense, which is air raid. But what is their identity on defense? There is none. Well, all I'm saying is this. We're going to disagree on this, and we'll see how it all plays out. I just I think you have to cultivate a team. I think you got to recruit guys out of high school, and I think by the time they're juniors and seniors, no, you I, I just think you got to do both. Really good. I, I just think you got to do both. If yeah. you you you, you got to have core guys though, man. You got to have oh, core no, guys. But of course, Cappy, guys are they're still recruiting twenty five kids every year. That's not happening. Right, right. That's but did not, you not know, happening? But I'm saying that their recruiting class is ranked twenty fourth right now. Oh, oh, USC right. has the twenty four ranked recruiting now, class. Now that is a bigger problem. It's a huge problem. That is a bigger problem. Um, because their recruiting class last year, I don't believe, was ranked that. Off the 10-win season or whatever they had last year. I'll have to go back and look at that. But, man, I was surprised to see that. Really? USC's recruiting class is 24th in the country? Whoa. Whoa. Shocking. Is it shocking, Kevin? I think so. You were shocked. Surprised. Really? Shocked. Apoplectic, even? I don't know about apoplectic. That's oh. my, that may be going a little too far. Okay. I'm, I'm not asking. sure that word represents my feelings necessarily. Okay. I'm just asking. They're 18th right now. Okay. I got him at 18th. You, I'm just telling you whatever was reported by, I think it was, was it ABC who had the game or ESPN, whoever had the game? Well, they probably used the ESPN rankings. Okay. I'm using the composite, which is all the different ones together. I go by the ESPN rankings. Oh, look at you. I'm Cap. a company guy. Okay. Good for you, Captain. <laughs> USC last year, eighth. This year, I'm telling you, it was reported as 24th. I know, Either but way, I'm just saying, in tw- the, the previous season, off the 10-win season, he had mm-hmm. the 8th recruiting class. So I think you could do both. But anyway, nonetheless, Cappy, tell them about prize picks before we start playing award-winning radio tender. Okay, so listen, tonight on prize picks, I'm watching this Monday night football game, and this is a great time to be on the radio because we're actually all able to watch the game together. So you've got a rematch of the Super Bowl, and you've got on one side Patrick Mahomes. Now Mahomes tonight, his number on prize picks for passing yards – is 287 and a half yards. I went back and looked. He's averaging, I want to say, like 245, 250. I know it was less than 287 and a half. I'm glad I played it this way because it's rainy, it's cold, it's muddy. Now, Mahomes has already thrown a touchdown pass, but it was a short touchdown pass. So I'm watching Mahomes tonight, hoping that he'll throw for less than 287 and a half passing yards. On the other side, Jalen Hurts tonight. His number is 236 and a half yards, and I want to say he's averaging like 240 ish. George, these guys at Prize Picks are so good. This past weekend, I had Dorian Thompson Robinson to go less than 166 and a half passing yards. He passed for 165. I mean, that's how close they are on setting these lines on Prize Picks. If you want to play like 7 million of us are playing, come on and get involved. PrizePicks.com slash Cappy, K A P P Y. PrizePicks.com slash Cappy, K A P P Y. They will match your first deposit 100% up to $100. I put in 100 They gave me 100 I'm still playing on that right there. You put in 20 they'll put in 20 But remember, they'll match 100% up to $100 on your first deposit. PrizePicks.com slash Cappy. Get in the game with PrizePicks. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. 
Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Mobby. Hey, hey, George, I got to tell you something, Linz, before you get started, we're getting a lot of people who are who are kind of involved in our USC-UCLA conversation. Shout out to Matt Moreno from Lakers Nation and from Dodgers Blue who's chiming in on it. Uh, shout out to my man Ryan Dyrud from the LA Football Network who's yeah, chiming in. Yeah, we can in. talk people to are... them about that after Radio Tinder because we already only have three minutes for it. Well, I'm just sending shout outs, that's okay, all. That's cool. I mean, shout outs can shout be done later. Though. Guys, yeah. You know. Yeah. Mm. You know, shout out. Shouts out. Shout out to you. To Snoop Dogg, who yeah. shocked fans on Thursday. Stop smoking! So he announced on social media Thursday that he was, quote, giving up smoke. Now, does that mean he let still me have edibles, though? Well, let me finish, because this is a little bit of a hoodwink here, if you ask me. He even asked everyone to, quote, please respect his privacy at this time. I saw that. Snoop did not clarify whether the smoke was related to cannabis or something else until now. Mm. He announced this morning... That he is partnering with Solo Stove, a smokeless fire pit brand. Ah, that's What's my that guy. Mean? So what is a smokeless. Brand it's literally like that? he has like a little commercial where it's like a fire pit and there's no smoke that comes out of it. And mm-hmm. I feel like this is kind of like a weak product endorsement, especially for such a big quote unquote announcement for Snoop Dogg. Do you guys agree with me? Swipe left or swipe right? I mean, he got me. I got to be honest. He got me because I saw it and I was like, no way. It had so many comments, his Instagram right. post. Right. And I feel like to everyone's point, if you're going to quit smoke for like, you know, an edible or gummies or whatever the, whatever the situation is, but a smokeless fire pit? Really? Hmm. I'm trying to find his post because I want to see what a smokeless fire pit even is. It's like a little metal canister that mm-hmm. has a fire coming out of it. If you want to chill by a campfire... I don't know, isn't this just like a gas fire pit? Like, isn't that what it is? But let me ask you a question. Why are we surprised? You know, like Snoop is An a entrepreneur. Guy, right, he's he's a business guy. You know, so like people, did, did anybody say, hey, Snoop lost his street cred when he started hanging out with Martha Stewart? No. You know what they no, said? No, she was in jail. Right, no, they said, they're like, yeah, now Martha Stewart, she got street cred. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, so to me... Nothing that Snoop does surprises me. And when he came out last week and he said he was giving up smoke, I thought that the rumors were that he was starting his own like edible company or something. Nonetheless, right? Hey Snoop, man, you do you, bruh. You hear that, George? You hear the way I said that? Yeah, you do you, bruh. Yeah, it's pretty cool the way I said that. Mm-hmm. Snoop, by the way, I got them new Snoop Sketchers. I got them new Snoop Sketchers, and they're dope AF too. Yeah, I feel like he lost a little bit of street cred with those, but. Oh, really? I digress. No, you can't take street cred from Snoop, though, Lindsay Baseball. I mean, again, I just feel like the the portable or the smokeless fire pits, kind kind of a reach, kind of a reach. But hey, what do I know? Uh, Okay, so uh, next (laughs) one here. The the tragic news of the death of First Lady Rosalind Carter, wife of the 39th president, Jimmy Carter, broke during the early NFL window on Sunday. And 
As NFL Red Zone anchor Scott Hansen went to inform the audience of the unfortunate death of Mrs. Carter, he made a big mistake. Hansen referred to President Carter, 99 years old but still alive and kicking, as, quote, the late President Jimmy Carter, and people caught this mistake. A lot of people were like, man, what the hell? What are you doing? He, he totally accidentally killed off Jimmy Carter. Mm-hmm. Have you guys ever accidentally killed somebody on the air that was actually still alive? Oh, I mean, it's probably happened. And I've caught myself very quickly by, like, oh, sorry, I meant to say so-and-so, but not like that where it happened, like, and then later on I had to retract it, basically. No. I don't remember. I'm sure I have. Believe me, I'm sure I have many times. But, you know, I heard this thing with Scott Hansen, and I, I heard him say the late Jimmy Carter, and I thought to myself, Gosh, I thought Jimmy Carter was still alive, and then he came back a couple minutes later, and he goes, hey, I made a mistake. I called Jimmy Carter the late Jimmy Carter. He's still alive. Hey, look, here's the way I I think about it. He's a football guy doing football highlights, and he saw the ticker down at the bottom, and he read it, and guess what? It's live. So sometimes mistakes happen. Like, to me, I'm kind of letting Scott Hansen off the hook on this one. Okay. Of course you would. I mean, he's your guy. Yeah. yeah, I mean, listen, I guys... played him on TV, so he's kind of my guy too now. Yeah, but what are, are you guys like holding it against him? Like, oh, 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 he said the late Jimmy no, Carter. Oh, I'll no, never watch Red no, Zone again. No. no, but you know, Morales was all over that in our, our chat, our text chat. Well, you guys, have you guys have become um, Scott Hansen haters. No, no, no. I just think it's funny the discord between like you two and Scott Hansen. I like Scott Hansen. I know you do. It's very obvious that you are a big Scott Hansen guy. Yeah, I like him. I mean, there there were times where lines were drawn in the sand between Scott Hansen and Andrew Siciliano, and you guys very clearly picked your sides. Well, only because I watched Scott Hansen. I didn't have the DirecTV version. So when I had DirecTV, I liked Andrew Siciliano. Now that I have cable TV, I like Scott Hansen. I like whoever's hosting Red Zone, whichever one I have. Okay, so Cappy, have you ever accidentally killed somebody on the air? I believe I have probably many times. I just couldn't <laughs> like come times. up with, like, yeah, I'm sure, many like the times. the same person many times? Oh, probably so. I'm like, oh, yeah, he died like five weeks ago. And they're like, no, dude, he's still fine. He's alive. In fact, he's standing right over there. I mean, I'm sure I've done it a million times. I can't remember. When I used to produce Mason in Ireland, Mason killed somebody off. And, like, it was a very, very, like, flagrant one. And then he was just like, whoops, sorry. <laughs> Did he get a flagrant foul for it? No, but he probably should have. Oh, By the way, last night at the Laker game, um, they were looking to see if, uh, I think it was Dylan Brooks who maybe committed a flagrant foul on LeBron. And my girlfriend, Rachel, was like, flagrant? That's the word they use? I'm like, yeah, flagrant, flagrant foul. She's like, I could think of a bunch of words that are better than flagrant. I'm like, I don't know. That's what they call it. Did you ask her to... to what, what yeah, she were? was breaking out her, uh, her thesaurus. Yeah. Well, yep. That was definitely flagrant of Scott Hansen to accidentally mm-hmm. kill off Jimmy Carter. 99. Don't worry about it, Scott. No big deal, brother. No big deal. Hashtag no criticism. I mean, the guy's 99 years old. Yeah, I hope he makes it to 100. Me I too. pray he makes it to 100 now just to be like, you know what? You thought I was dead, but I'm 100. I'm back. I'm yeah. Still going. Uh, Lynn's one more or no? Um, Come on. You might as well. We'll do one more. Okay. Yeah. All right. So you can already buy pretty much anything on Amazon, which I do you know, on a daily yeah. basis. Oh, mm-hmm. real quick. Before you do one more, I want to tell everyone that our friends at Tequila Mandala are, present Radio Tinder each and every day. Award-winning small batch premium sippy tequila for an award-winning segment. Always swipe right on Tequila Mandala, made from the finest mature agaves, available everywhere fine tequilas are sold. Visit their website, tequilamandala.com, and demand the extraordinary with Tequila Mandala. Go ahead, Lynn. And hopefully someday you can buy tequila mandala on Amazon. Although I don't think you can buy alcohol on I don't think yet. so, yeah. But someday, because the next thing that Amazon is going to be able to sell is a car. 
Next mm. year, you will be able to buy cars on Amazon. <laughs> oh, boy. Hyundai really? will be the first brand offered, and Amazon says that buyers will be able to purchase their vehicle online and then either pick it up at a local dealer or have it delivered. Mm. Cars have been sold online for years, of course. Um, but, you know, when Amazon enters the market, it tends to dominate, and millions of people are already comfortable shopping on the site. So could you guys see yourself buying a car on Amazon? Swipe left or swipe right, Cappy? Mm. I'm going to swipe right. I think I can. I feel like um, people are buying things like cars and even houses. Maybe not, like, I don't mean buying a house, but, like, put it this way. Anybody who's looking at a house or an apartment, don't you use sites like, I'm giving an Zillow example, or Zillow, yes. yeah. right? Yes. Mm -hmm. So, like, like how many people buy a, a car that is, like, custom-made and they're like, hey. Oh, yeah, a lot of people, Cappy, go online and build their car online right. and then they, they go and it gets delivered to the dealer or to right. your house. Yeah. Or how about, like, if you buy on one of these um, these companies, like, I think it's called Carvana. That's the one that looks like yeah. the vending machine. Yeah, I, I sold one of my previous cars to Carvana. Right. Like, you could maybe just go online go, hey, that's the car. It's got all the features. That's the cost. That's what I want. And they deliver it to you. I, I don't think this is so far-fetched anymore. Yeah. I bought my car online. Like, I went and picked it up. I did all the paperwork, everything. All I had to do was go there, and, and they handed me the keys. The sled. Yep, my new sled. That is a nice sled. What about you, George? Do you think you'd ever buy a car on Amazon? Uh, I've already sold a car on Carvana, so yeah. I mean, I, I've i gone online and wanted, you know, I'm my next car, depending on what it is, maybe I build it online and then have it delivered, yeah. You know what I think? Amazon's tagline should be, what can't you buy? Yeah, although it did make me sad when you mentioned that, because I miss my guy, Honest Abe, to be honest with you. May he rest Honest in Abe, RIP. Yeah, man. Um, but, yeah, I, I think that is a very much a thing of, of, like, of the present in some cases, and will certainly be something of the future, for sure. Just about convenience. Right. Instant gratification. All right, that is Radio Tinder, brought to you each and every day around 5.30, sometimes later. I mean, I don't know, just depends, right? Um, so, listen, you know me, man. When I talk about these guys here on the station, when we're talking about the live reads and things like that, it's always someone I got to vibe with, right? The Tequila Mandala guys, we mentioned Honest Abe, may he rest in peace, with our friends at Fullerton Ford, right? All these different, Jacob, obviously. My new guy is Ishmael. Next Gen is the official AC Heat and Plumbing Company of SoCal sports fans. Guys, he's my guy, so you got to be his guy, too. And he's got to be your guy, too. That's just how this works. So I'm going to give you the perfect example. I, don't, I already use Next Gen. Like, this isn't me just telling you, hey, I'm reading this spot because I'm getting paid for it. No, no, I've legitimately used the service already. So I had an issue with the drain at the house, and I text Ismail, and I said, Ismail, I got an issue with some drains. He's like, okay, no problem. I'll send someone over. When do you want them? Tonight or tomorrow? I'm like, no, no, no. It doesn't have to be tonight. It's just tomorrow. It's all good. And Rigo, the serviceman, was there, took care of business on my drains. So here's the deal. Next gen, they've got all sorts of deals going on through the end of November, only for the Sedano and Cap audience right now. Get this. 28-point full heat and AC safety inspection and tune-up for only 44 bucks. okay? You need to make sure that everything is good to go because the winter's coming, okay? It's going to start getting colder. We saw those winds yesterday, right? Never seen before pricing through the end of November. 44 bucks to ensure your system stays running strong all year long. Same thing with a slow drain. You sick of dealing with that? How about a drain cleaning with a camera inspection for only 44 bucks? Call them at 833-3-NEXTGEN. That's 833-3-N-E-X-G-E-N. Born and raised in Anaheim, started as a tech, is the CEO of his own company. He is one of you, folks, when I tell you that. And he has to be your guy. He's my guy. He's now your guy, okay? Call Ismail at NextGen, 833-3-N-E-X-G-E-N, 833-3-NEXTGEN, or online, nextgenairandplumbing.com to schedule your next appointment. Oh, man, remember when Mason in Ireland used to do 
Fast Lane or Fast Track? Fast Lane. The name of the song is Fast Lane. Uh, fast Track. Fast Lane. Fast Track. We actually did a bit fast on the morning track. show when I, when I worked with Key and Elsie. And I, we did a bit to piss them off and we called it Fast Lane. And Raj, the producer, and Chris at the time found like some British person just going Fast Lane instead of Fast Track like they used to have their little audio person do. Um, and we did like a funny bit that day. But um, it was a good segment until Greg Bandit. Didn't he just turn it from uh, Fast Track or whatever to like, what's up, foo? It was Bobcat. It was Bobcat. Oh, Bobcat. Then, what's up, foo? <laughs> it's Bobcat. Yeah, Bobcat. Fast Lane. There it was. That's what we did on the morning show that day. Fast Lane. Hey, I'll tell you what. Uh, Joe Walsh, how, how old did Chris say? 76? Is yep. that what he said? Yep. Think about this. Joe Walsh is 76, can still rock out. George, Thursday night last week, we were at Yamava, me, Lindsay Baseball, Bero Duran, mm-hmm. and Christopher Arthur Morales. We all went to see Jefferson Starship, and the lead singer, my man hit every note, 85 years old. Wow. 85. And today, even our president, 81 years old today, President Biden? Yeah. Really? We have a president who's 81? Come on, man. Where Aren't there any like 45, 50, 55-year-old people out there that want to be president? I mean, there hasn't really been that many young presidents, if you think about it, historically, I mean, right? There's no there's no Obama. There's no Clinton. There's no like young person. I mean, Theodore person. Teddy Roosevelt was 42, I believe. Yeah. I yeah. mean, Obama was pretty young, wasn't John he? John F. Kennedy was young. also 43. Obama was like in his, I want to say, nearly 50. You think so? I thought he was younger than that when he became president. First time. Um. Yeah, I want to say, yeah, maybe late 40s. I don't know. I have to look that up. Yeah. I mean, 81 years old. Our president's 81. Yeah. I know. Hmm. I wonder if he can sing like David. I don't know. That guy from Jefferson Starship, though, yeah. can sing his ass off. Yeah, it's like 85 he, he was years saving old. up yeah. for it, too. Like, he, he started off <laughs> good, but it's like he was saving for the end. Well, when he talked, he, he had like, when he just yeah. talked to the audience. Yeah. I was like, God, this voice, guy's voice is so gravelly. Yeah. And then he sang, and I was like, wow, that's like he hit every high note. President Obama, 47, when he became president. There you go. So there you have it. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, there was a, uh, so the youngest was, was Teddy at 42. Theodore, huh? And then John F. Kennedy at 43. Yeah. We don't want, don't we have anybody who's young, energetic, you know, like where, well, how about Dwayne Johnson? Hey, Hey rock. <laughs> Come on. Hey rock. I feel like we've already gone down that. But path. let's just somebody cool, somebody fun, somebody yoked, yeah. somebody intimidating. No, I, I don't want some, actually, I honestly am like I this notion like I don't want to go too far down this rabbit hole, but this notion that I want to have a beer with my president. No, I don't actually. I don't want to have a beer with my president. You know, I want my president to be very regal. I want him to be very presidential. I want him to be very businesslike. Stay um, in your lane. Should he have some personality? Yes, but I don't need him to be um, some sort of sideshow act. I don't uh, need that. In my I don't. Mm. I just think I a like, guy. it's someone who actually understands policy, all that yeah. stuff. Like those, those are basic requirements for me. I'm just mm. saying. You guys are really. Uh, not for the me. floodgates with these comments just saying yeah mm. just those are basic requirements for me yeah not for me yeah well yeah not for me i'm not surprised i would like to have dwayne johnson yeah no thanks dwayne johnson versus joe biden yeah no i'll thanks. have them in another way but oh hell yeah, you know, yeah. watch saying. out for the boo um who won't be happy about that <laughs> so cappy yeah we got to get to your boy brandon staley i know you talked about him during the crosstalk not even close to enough um, and we do got to get to the Rams victory, which, by the way, I have some thoughts on Matthew Stafford. Like, I, I didn't love the way he started the game, but boy, did he finish it right. So Yeah, I got some thoughts also on some other guys on the Rams. Like, are they starting to become now, like, old and injury-prone, sadly? Mm-hmm. 
I mean, Cooper Cup. It, it, now it's getting to the point where it's like well, every I thought that year was going to be your tease, and we were going to. Oh no, no, I can, I can, you know, give you the headline. Yeah. But let's go because I'll tell you right now, this Brandon Staley thing. You said last week they have no footprint. America made fun, laughed at, ridiculed Brandon Staley today. All right, we'll get to that, and then there's a juicy Dodgers rumor that we got to get to in the final hour as well. Stick around, seven ten ESPN. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.